Hey guys, welcome to episode 21 of the Tea in Tokyo podcast. My name is Somia. And I'm Ellie. And what are we going to be talking about now? Uh, so this week we went and visited Tama River and we also started back at work. Yeah, that's right. That and a little bit more coming up right now. Okay, maybe we should start with what's happening in the world right now. Everyone should probably talk about this. I feel like, you know, everyone probably has a duty to talk about it, at least, at least a little bit. But I also yeah, I uh, also feel like we're not really the people to be listened to or to talk about it at the same time. No, that's not true at all. I don't think so. I think it's literally anybody in the no, world. No, as in we obviously it. need to talk about it, but I feel like it's then our responsibility to direct people to the voices that they should actually be listening to. Yeah, I've been pretty glued to Twitter and Reddit the last week just watching videos um, of what's happening in the United States at the moment and now actually what's happening around the world. So obviously it started off with a person getting murdered uh, in front of people claiming for his life and um, it followed with hundreds of police brutality videos and yeah, I fully support all the protests and stuff that's happening right now there and it's pretty cool to see that it's actually happening in other places like today uh we saw this morning that they had taken down uh, a statue in the uk uh, of a slave trader and they like threw it into the into the river Mm. i like that it's spreading um yeah i think people like to look at america and like sort of like you know we point a finger and we're like oh yeah american police horrific please don't think that i hate police by the way like absolutely we don't but like it's hard to not feel something when you watch those videos like Sonia talked about of police brutality like occurring when they are aware that they're being filmed as well yeah it's like they're so far gone from what is normal that they don't even recognize that what they're doing is wrong for sure so but like the cool cool i say in quotations because this is like it's horrible that the situation even had to come about But I think it's definitely made a lot of people reflect on what's going on in their own backyards. Yeah, it's made me think more about how much of that happens in New Zealand. And I don't think that it happens nearly to the amount in New Zealand as it does in America. Mm. I mean, our police, for the most part, don't even have guns, which is good. However, Uh, there are a lot of statistics out there about how... So in New Zealand, like, there's not actually a huge, uh, like, black as an African community as compared to somewhere like America. But the way that sometimes our police treat, you know, our Māori and Pacifica New Zealanders is, like, reflective of what you see in America. Because I think it's so easy to hear... I, I, I always, like, like... I'm, like, as white as they come. So, like, I always try really hard to, like, reflect on myself when I'm looking at these situations. Because, you know, it's all me, me, me. But, like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to... Sometimes when you hear, like, a Māori and Pacifica community complaining about like police in New Zealand it's too easy to then be like oh well you don't have it as bad as America yeah and so I think it's important to not do that and to actually listen right yeah to actually look at the statistics like I think I saw that oh I can't even remember the exact statistic but like Māori and Pacifica were like I think it was like nine times more likely to have a police dog used on them right compared to what I don't know if it was nine times that might be more than it was but it was like a significant enough Mm. times more likely that you know you've got to sort of look at that and be like well that's our equivalent of guns yeah it really is 
And yeah, I think this is um, this looked like a really cool movement just to see happening around the world um, mm-hmm. that would lead to change in in how policing is done, but also how racism in general is seen. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're you know obviously we're you know we were born forty years after or thirty something years after like the civil rights movement, so we have no idea really what was going on in terms of the protests there. Mm. Uh, and you know you can only you can only understand so much of it by reading about it. Um, but just you know, we we're, we've seen so many protests happening in America the last like ten years, every single time yeah. something similar like this happens. But this seems so much bigger than anything that's ever happened uh, mm. that we've witnessed. And you know, based on what other people are saying, this is basically the next civil rights movement uh, kind of thing happening right now, um, mm. which I think is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll we'll talk about it too much now. Uh, instead, yeah, if you want to learn more about it, definitely just. Probably the best resource to go to is probably just blacklivesmatter.com. Well, we can link some resources in the description of this video. Yeah, true. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, just educate yourself more on this, I reckon. I'm, yeah. I'm actually reading a book right now. I just started reading one today called Between the World and Me, um, which is about like a black African-American and the experiences that he's had and, and sort of the history of um, of black suppression in America. Mm. Um, and yeah, I th- you know, it's already really, really uh, interesting. I'm already learning a lot, so... I think that's the best thing that you can do if you're not in, if you're not directly involved in it. Mm. Just getting more educated on it is yeah. I'm also keen as like Kiwi podcasters to try like some you see that he tried to look for stuff, but to find something as well that's like reflective of what is in New Zealand for anyone who's interested in that. Yeah. Right. Like some resources, but like we tried to find some, and there's not much out there. Exactly. You know, it's not just about the civil rights movement in America, in America. Try to find ones that are local for your own country as well. Yeah, yeah. When I tried to look for ones in New Zealand, I could barely find anything. Uh, I think. But then maybe we're using the wrong words. Like yeah, maybe, maybe the keywords we're searching are yeah, not right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, um, so <laughs> for this let's week. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, we, got, we went back to work. So yeah. after two months, we're finally back at work now. How's your first week going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Like, I was super... It was more like three months, wasn't it? We had like a month, and then we had a week back at work, and then two months. So yeah. I'd say three months. So after three months of, like, barely leaving the house, and, like, only interacting with each other, really, it was like I was super... It's like I developed, like, a sort of very mild social anxiety. Like, yeah. going to work, I got super nervous for, like, the whole first week, every morning, I would get, like, really nervous and, like, nauseous because I was so nervous. Which was weird because I was, like, to myself, I was like, what are you doing, Ellie? Why are you so nervous? It's fine. But I still got nervous. And same with, like, before each of my classes, I'd be like, oh my god, what could go wrong? What if I do something wrong? But by the end of the week... I was definitely, I think, pretty much back to, like, normal in terms of, like, nerves. But it was still weird, like, how just, like, three months being isolated made me so unsure about the world. Yeah, I was really nervous as well. And I discovered I've got a really weird method of (laughs) dealing with my nervousness, which is I have to... I have to believe that I don't care at all about what I'm doing. Which is so not healthy. <laughs> yeah, it probably isn't healthy, but... So, we started online lessons, 
with, with the actual lessons, I wasn't too nervous about, to be honest. Um, the only thing I was nervous about was I thought I'd forgotten my password, but I hadn't, so it's okay. <laughs> I had to change my password because I did forget it. But yeah, the, the online lessons, I was definitely nervous, like super nervous about. But yeah, I just I just honestly thought, you know what? I don't care at all how this goes. I'm just gonna do it, and um, and yeah, that just made me an e- at ease, you know, made it a lot easier for me. See, that didn't work for me because you told me to try that, but I was just too aware that I do care. Like yeah. I've always cared about like I don't know, like I'm kind of lame in that I always care about my jobs, like almost every job I've had, not every job, but almost every job, even ones that aren't like relevant to my career goals, I've always wanted to like put my best into it so like it was hard for me to then detach and sort of like lie to myself and say i don't care yeah so that didn't really work it kind of worked out well for me at least because my first online classes i had 14 in a row like open slots on tuesday so i was like jesus christ i hope these don't get booked because i will like die of hunger and like needing to pee and then one of them was booked for like 4 p.m and I started in the morning. So I was kind of psyching myself up for the whole day. And then at 1.40, I refreshed my page and there was no class. And then at 1.43 or something, I refreshed it. And there was a class book for 1.45. So I didn't really have time to freak out about it. And it ended up going really well. Mm. So it was really good because it meant that my first one, I didn't have time to panic. And then because it also went well, it sort of showed me that I didn't need to panic. I still panic a little bit, but that was, like, I was very lucky that that happened for me. So, the first person that you had, was that was that a counsellor? Yeah, so it was a, so the way they've been doing it is they've been trying to make it so that everyone's first online class is with one of the Japanese staff members, which in our work they're called counsellors. So, mine was a Japanese staff member who, he was, like, it was perfect for me because he was literally just wanting to see um, what it would look like for his students. So the Japanese staff members are the first point of contact that our Japanese students have with our Aikawa. And so he wanted to know what it looked like so he could advertise it to his students honestly. So he literally wanted me to just like, he didn't even want to do a fake lesson. He was like, oh, so can you open up the textbook and share your screen to show me what that looks like? Can you scroll down? And we just like chatted for the rest of the time. Yeah, that was the same with my first one as well. Mm -hmm. Just chatted, just tested out things. I reckon, and my boss told me she like, came in when I had one yesterday because I had my first real like actual student the other day like yesterday as well yeah and she told me that if there are any technical issues they used to have all these steps we had to go through but she realized that the thing is the students they don't speak enough English for you to even properly like for them to understand your explanation of what step they have to take yeah. so she was like you know what from now on just tell them to restart the computer or like restart the meeting because that's gonna fix it like, that's sort of, like, the last resort in that it will fix it if anything's wrong. You don't know what was wrong, but it will fix it, so... Yeah, restarting stuff usually fix, yeah. fixes anything. Yeah, because, like, so. you know, we used to have to get them to, like, check that it was plugged in properly. They had to check their settings and see if the mic was the right mic selected. They had to check their settings on Zoom. Yeah. And it's, like, that's so hard to explain to someone who has... If they are a student who has, like, really limited yeah. English skills. Yeah. So that was kind of nice to know because it was like, you know what, that's so much easier because my second class did have a lot of technical issues and it was, like, in the end, the thing that worked was restarting it, so. Yeah, and also English, I mean, teach, teaching online has really expanded how many classes we can get booked, I guess. Although right now, since 
they haven't even opened up online classes for everybody. And even yeah, it's when only they do, some people I don't know how many people are going to want to do online classes because one of the things that people love about is that it's a one on that it's a one on one. All right, I'll, I'll cut that off. <laughs> that it's one on one. Yeah, the, the students are paying a lot of money so that they can interact and have a real conversation with a real person, right? Yeah, I've actually had um, one of my other instructors tell me that they had students who basically said hey wait a minute if you know if we're going to do online lessons with you why would we pay so much money like why wouldn't we just go to another company where it's cheaper well like yeah just go to like hello sensei and do yeah skype lessons with a random and she was just like oh god shut up but i wonder if i don't know if the online lessons are going to be cheaper yeah i know yeah that's the thing they're not oh really yeah they're the same price so oh yeah that's bad then <laughs> at least maybe just for now but yeah they're the yeah. same um, and then also uh, this week we at work was our first times wearing a face shield. Oh god, it's the worst. To, uh, uh, when I was walking around Tokyo Station, like every single store, everyone's wearing the face shield, and it's exactly the same face shield, mm. like with the word face shield on it. So I'm guessing they all get it from the same place. And you know, the first time I wore it, it, it was terrible. Uh, it really like fogs up and it it creates like this weird echo when you're talking. But then I realized that's because I was wearing it way too close to my face. And when you put it on an angle, uh, I haven't actually had any issues to the point where the other day I left work with it on. And I didn't even know that it was on until oh, really? I'd left work. Yeah, and I was walking and I was like, oh shit, it's still on. So for me, like the facial is nothing now. Well, I think the thing is when we were first wearing them, we were wearing them correctly. And what everyone's realized is that if you wear it kind of like a cap, like really far back on your forehead. Yeah. So it's still slightly covering your eyes, but barely. It's way easier. So it's like we're probably using it incorrectly. But the thing is, using it correctly, like we don't have anti-fog spray or anything. Um, mm. Meant that it was literally just getting so condensation-y. It was like really gross. But yeah, like- <laughs> with like a student right in front of you. Well, that, that, so that's basically it for work. The other thing that we did this week was we went to the Tama River mm. earlier in the week. It was the first time hanging out with friends here in Japan since we've been at home. Yeah. So in two months or so. For one of them, it was the first, because she lives home alone, so it was the first time she had interacted with people face-to-face, like, apart from, like, in-stores and stuff, in three months. Yeah, I realised it's actually kind of special for us to be living together, to be able to have that. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't, and I was speaking to someone at my work as well, uh, and I and I told, told him, I was like, oh, yeah... You know, we hung out with uh, my friend the other day, and it made me realize that it's kind of cool that, you know, I have Ellie here at home, whereas uh, the friend friend was alone. And then he was like, yeah, I don't have anyone either. (laughs) And he's like, but, you know, I spoke to the uh, supermarket clerks, and Mm. and, yeah, so he's like, at least, you know, I've had those conversations. I was like, oh, Jesus, yeah. It's like we were Skyping, not Skyping. We had, like, Zoom chats with this friend at least once a week, and she was chatting to other people. I think she said she tried to chat with people daily. Yeah. So she didn't just, like, I don't know, become extra lonely. Yeah. But, yeah, we were definitely fortunate Mm. in that sense, especially as being people who are in a foreign country who have just moved here. Like, a lot of people who move here come by themselves. The Tama River itself, cool river. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice, like, walkways and parks and stuff next to it. One thing, though, is there's a certain, as- there's a certain th- like, concrete jungle aspect of these parks yeah. in Japan that 
if you're from a big city, like I, I imagine if you're from like New York or something, you might you might be used to that. But being from New Zealand, I'm yeah, really we're, not. We're, we're used to being immersed. Like when you go somewhere like this, it's to be fully immersed in nature. Yeah. Whereas in Japan, it's like there's no immersion. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's so much concrete, and then there'd be like one swing in the middle where you know where kids can play, and then more concrete, and then a lot of like dirt dust piles like patches of like yeah. dead grass <laughs> yeah and yeah exactly and um yeah the grass and the greenery that hasn't been um maintained mm. you know so yeah so that that felt a little bit odd I to me i think a part of it is because there's so few spots like that that so many people go that they're not going to be able to maintain it when it's not yeah, like an official maybe. spot like i yeah. feel like actual official parks are pretty well like, yeah, looked after true. yeah but because this is just like the side of a river it's like semi-maintained like the like the grass was like mowing so yeah but this isn't the side of a river in a rural area this is right in the middle of urban life like there's yeah. massive topics there's like trains going train past train. yeah but, like, I had, did I tell you, I had a student on Monday, my first student. It was really weird because we'd been to Tama River the weekend before or whatever. And then afterwards, I was like, to my student when we finished, I was like, oh, so what are your plans now? He was like, oh, I'm going to go uh, for a run by Tama River. It's my favorite spot. And I was like, oh, I actually yeah. know Tama <laughs> River. So it was really weird because we didn't yeah. think that that was a place at all. But it turns out it's a popular running spot. I, I had a student the other day who I asked her, Oh, what should I do in Tokyo? And her first one was go to Weno Park. And I said, oh, man, we've already been to Weno Park. But, you know, there's still a lot of stuff to do there. So, you know, I can go back. So that's fine. And she's like, okay, fine. Well, if you've already done that, then how about go to Mount Takao? And I was like, well, I already <laughs> went to Mount Takao the other day. I think we've officially <laughs> been here long enough that all of the top five things that people will suggest we've probably done. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like... You know, you can generally only do that for the first couple of months, right? Until you've done the stuff, like the popular stuff in your immediate area. Yeah. What was the third thing she suggested? Um, well, the third thing she suggested was something that we actually haven't done. Oh, it was okay. going to, like, the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, yeah. Walk over the Rainbow Bridge. And apparently there's a really nice um, market there. So. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. have to do that. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. Yeah, that will 100% be the next thing. Yeah. But um, back to Tama River for a second. The good thing about that was, was I feel like we got to have a cool look at, like, actual, I don't know what the word is, like, Japanese city life for, like, families. Because there was, like, quite a few people there. And there were so many people just, like, fishing in this river. Yeah. Though, like, I feel like that river would be super polluted, so you wouldn't want to eat any fish that you caught from it. And, like, you know, like, kids playing. There was, like, so many, like, adorable kids who had these big, like, butterfly nets. And they were trying to catch bugs. And they were, like, two years old. So, of course, they didn't have the Yeah, true. That, that was um, that was cool for me to see because I've never seen some people actually going, like, butterfly hunting before with the nets. You know? Mm. Like, I said to, uh, said to everyone that day, um, when, when you're playing the Pokemon games, there are some, especially early on in the game, when you know, people have, like, Weedle and stuff. Mm. <laughs> the people that you're... The opponents that you verse have a wee butterfly net. And, yeah. and I always wondered, man, who actually has these butterfly nets? Who's actually doing this? Because I've never seen it, ever. Mm. And then that day we saw, like, five people doing it. I think it's because we don't see it in New Zealand because our bugs are too small. Whereas bugs in Japan are way bigger. 
So if you catch it with a net, it's like the net is big enough to keep it in the net. You know? Well, not really, because that's for butterflies only. I, we have butterflies. Yeah, but I don't think they, they only I just catch don't butterflies. They catch just, beetles and stuff as well, right? Maybe. But, you know, you're meant to, like, catch it while it's, like, flying. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just it's not just not a kid's pastime that we have there, have in New Zealand. Although, I mean, you know, kids still catch bugs and stuff. So we used just, to use, you like, just don't use a net. pretty much those same nets um, to catch, like, little spotty fish. Like, you know, the types of fish that, like, tiny ones that swim around the wharfs yeah we'd catch them and when i think back on it it was so cruel because we'd catch like a hundred of them and put them in one bucket yeah and then we'd release them like we always release them back into the ocean but it was still like they were probably like like screwed already like we probably damaged their gills and stuff which is horrible i like feel bad thinking back on it but as kids we were just like experimenting and exploring nature you know yeah well i mean those butterflies aren't probably that happy either to be yeah it's probably breaking all their wings and stuff um, but yeah, there are also like people playing baseball at the park and yeah. Oh, do you know what you haven't mentioned yet? Is the exciting news is we got our forms in the mail for our government stipend. Stipend is that how you say it? Stipend. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's the hundred thousand yen each that we get from the government. Apparently, it doesn't take too long to process. Hopefully, but yeah, we haven't filled it out yet. But we need to send it in, and then yeah, hundred k. Which is really good. Like that's gonna help us out a lot because our last paycheck was eighty percent of our normal pay, mm. and you, I, I definitely noticed that, uh, like the reduction in pay. Like yeah. it's gonna hurt us um, after all the bills and stuff are paid. And then next month we're only gonna get paid sixty percent. So and know, then the month after that will be from this month's work, which is like very true. minimal yeah, work. Like yeah. we're not getting that many bookings. Yeah, it might not even be fifty percent actually. Like for example, right now. Uh, my booking rate is like six percent. No. Yeah. I feel like no. I don't. I don't believe that. I feel like you're looking at the wrong number. No. Yeah. Honestly, six percent. Is that just for online only? No, that's for everything. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what mine is, but it's better than that. Yeah. So actually, yeah. So the the idea of getting if if getting paid sixty percent of our pay is crap, like getting paid. Yeah, but we're, we're also forgetting that we're lucky that we're doing online classes because our work still pays you fifty percent for your online classes, even if they don't get booked. Yeah, that's true. So at least we'll also have we're not doing heaps of online classes because I mean Sonia's getting I think more than me, and mine there's only two computers available for it, so it has mm. to be split up between everyone. So I don't have that many. Actually, I saw the I saw it the other day, and I think in my work there's only two people doing it at a time as well. Oh really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 100,000 is going to be really good, especially because next month we've already taken a week off work. So we're going to go on our first outside of Tokyo trip next month. Yeah, we're not actually sure where to yet, but we've decided that it's happening. We're going to do a nice domestic trip. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty excited to get exploring again. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, that's kind of it. Thank you for listening, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.